Believe it or not, courage is rising in America to overcome the influence of ungodly secularism. Thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. This is Dennis Peterson. In Mark chapter 1, it says Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and it says that they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You know, in times of relative peace and quiet, the virtue of courage is often unseen and little spoken of. But when the pressure is really on, when the conflict of good and evil is raised for all of us to see, when the dangers and threats of evildoers are brazen and menacing, then, then courage arises in those who are empowered with personal knowledge and experience. Jesus communicated confidence with authority. Not just because he had personal conviction, many of us have personal conviction, but he had deep, intimate knowledge of the truth that he spoke. He dwelt in the shelter of the Most High. He displayed the epitome of courage because he was in tune with the Father and only did what he saw him do. We're living in a transitional time. There's no doubt about that. We've put up with a lot of evil that has invaded our society. The law-abiding, peace-loving, God-fearing salt of the earth who just want to work hard to pursue their God-given life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are being pushed by those who embrace the deceptions of evil. Unfortunately, many cowards who are unwilling to take the risk of being marginalized or persecuted are all too complicit by their silence there are many biblical and historical examples of courage. Virtually all of them are about people who overcame the human tendency to fear and cowardice. They're classic stories like Noah and David and Queen Esther. And then there are modern stories about martyrs and missionaries and military defenders of freedom. They are virtually always about people willing to defend their convictions and timeless truth. In reality, every story of faith in the 11th chapter of the Bible, book of Hebrews, is a story of courage. It's about men and women who trusted God to do what they couldn't do in their own human power. And that's exactly the kind of story God is orchestrating in the lives of those willing to trust him even today. Charlie Kirk's widely viewed podcast channel called Turning Point USA recently featured a remarkable Sunday morning sermon by an Arizona Catholic priest. It was a compelling plea from a somewhat frustrated man of faith for his congregation and viewers to soberly respond to the urgency of our time to defend the defenseless. Reflecting on his personal visit to an historic Nazi concentration camp in Germany, Reverend Billy Costco of St. Henry's Parish in Buckeye, Arizona, delivered an openly bold condemnation of pro-abortion Catholics and Joe Biden for their anti-life, anti-morality, anti-family, anti-God policies and actions. It was gut-wrenching. It was honest and factual. It was passionate. This sermon took extreme courage to deliver, I pray that many young and old ministers will be inspired to follow the courage to pastor their local churches as they see this brave priest witnessed here. This homily is a must-listen to, and you can find it on the website for today's show at reclaimyourlegacy.com. 
And do click on the link and uh, give it a good listen. If Christians and Christian leaders are called by God to do anything in this age to demonstrate the love of Christ to suffering people all over the world, then they are surely called to warn and protect the helpless from being destroyed and harmed by misguided, selfishly motivated servants of evil. Dr. Larry Pilevsky, a pediatrician from Northport, Connecticut, speaks in front of the Public Health Committee hearing on February 19, 2020, of testimony on required public school vaccinations. Now, if YouTube censors this link, then the testimony can be seen several places on the Brighton platform. And you'll see those links right there on reclaimyourlegacy.com for today's show. Dr. Pilevsky summarized his testimony with this. Quote, we continue to say unequivocally that the vaccines have been studied effectively and that they are safe, and that's just not true. Just look at the stats. In the United States, over 50% of children have chronic inflamed conditions, including neurodevelopmental disabilities, asthma, seizures, and autism. What's the leading cause? Aluminum nanoparticles in vaccines. We know that the biochemical properties of nanoparticles used in vaccines are capable of entering the brain. Animal studies using the same chemicals that are in vaccines that we give to children directly demonstrate that the vaccine ingredients do enter the brain. We're ignoring this information. There are scientists in Europe who have actually done studies on the aluminum nanoparticle and have shown that it can persist in the brain for years and decades. And so, what we're seeing is a large outbreak of neurodevelopmental disabilities in adults, including Alzheimer's. And one of the main factors that they're finding in the brains of people with Alzheimer's is the aluminum nanoparticle that's directly related to the vaccines that we're giving, unquote. Dr. Polevsky said, we do know that vaccines are supposed to cause inflammation in the body, but we have more than half of our children with chronic inflamed conditions. We've never allowed ourselves to ask the question, if the vaccines cause inflammation acutely, do they continue to create inflammation chronically? We have one in five children with neurological developmental disabilities, one in 10 with ADD and ADHD, one in 35 with autism, one in 11 with asthma, and one in 20 under the age of five with seizures. Autoimmune diseases are exponentially rising, and we're finding that the viruses and the bacteria that we're injecting into the body, along with the adjuvants, create something called molecular mimicry. So it will turn the immune system on itself, leading to an autoimmune condition. We know this about hepatitis B, we know it about the Gardasil vaccine, and we know it about the flu vaccine. We continue to say unequivocally that the vaccines have been studied effectively and that they are safe, and that's just not true. Vaccine manufacturers know this is happening. They also know that they will make hundreds of billions of dollars annually selling drugs and so-called treatments for health conditions that their vaccines cause. Please understand, this is not about being anti-vax. That is a propaganda label. 
Corrupt companies use it to falsely smear and discredit actual science and honest people who reveal their scam. This is about being anti-corruption. This is about being anti-crimes against humanity. This big pharma criminal cartel spends twice as much money bribing politicians than any other industry. They dominate both political parties, the mainstream media, Google and social media sites, including fact-checkers, so-called. They have an army of paid-off scientists, doctors, universities, physician training programs, and state medical board members. They have captured government agencies such as the CDC, FDA, and the NIH, and they dominate the COVID panel and the White House COVID task force. And now, they want to inject the entire global population with their tainted, harmful vaccines. Many of us are in complete agreement with Dr. Pilevsky. This obscenely criminal racket must be broken up, held accountable, and prosecuted now. Enough is enough. How many more millions of people have to have their lives ruined by this criminal cartel? The United States Supreme Court summed it up. Big Pharma's vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. Did you get that? Certainly no one would accuse the high court of being anti-vaxxers, would they? But it takes courage and faith in God to stand up for honest truth and principles of virtue, especially in today's compromised and corrupted mountains of influence. They are virtually defending the gates of hell. Satan's demonic domain is where all too many high-profile people have bowed their allegiance. And now, since fear is what drives most compromised people who have given in to the idols of approval and affluence just so they can be accepted and get along, they've discovered that medical tyranny is the choice to secure the absolute loyalty of the sheeple to the state. A 2020 documentary titled A Shot in the Dark features credible, experienced medical professionals sharing the truth about vaccines that the MSM, that is the mainstream media, is typically not telling to the public. You've got to share these links wherever possible so that everyone willing to see it can wake up. Big tech platforms have censored videos like this for a reason. They don't want you to know what vaccines are doing to your health and your children's health. You've got to share this. This takes courage for those with compassion for children being led to a totally unnecessary but disastrous crime against humanity. And if you're going to think for yourself, you absolutely must sharpen your ability to question everything and see this report. Corruption in our generation has almost completely devastated trust in practically every level of what is big. Top-down, multinational corporate and governmental agencies and entities have oppressively abused ordinary citizens around the world in so many ways that we all get glimpses of from time to time. Yet those with a deep-seated inner ethic to honestly desire truth or virtue or moral fairness for their fellow humans, are they are rising up. And this is particularly evident in the world of health and wellness. Thousands of high-integrity medical professionals in countries all over the world have rallied to defend freedom from medical tyranny. 
They're exposing the evil strongholds of big pharma, big business, and big establishment medicine that's corrupted by bribery, blackmail, and lust. It's interesting, isn't it, that they're doing exactly what Christians are commanded to do by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians. Remember Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. The influence of frontline doctors, medical truth-tellers, and investigative journalists who invite scrutiny are exposing the crimes against humanity of the cowardly, perverted tyrants. Anyone willing to do a little research can see that the fight being obscured by the CNNs, the corrupt news networks of our age, will be encouraged by the courage of good people whom the God of creation is raising up. See the links on reclaimyourlegacy.com for today's program in the radio archive. It's titled, Courage is Rising in America. There's a number of them there. Don't miss them. Uh, More than 100,000 medical science professionals around the world have signed the Great Barrington Declaration just last year to speak out their disapproval of the governmental mishandling of the SARS COVID-19 flu season that in reality does not even come close to qualifying for an epidemic, let alone a pandemic. Producer-researcher Del Bigtree has featured this and many other stories every week on his powerfully informative channel called The High Wire. See the short story about it on the link at the website for today's program. A number of bloggers have posted that COVID is a true killer. So far, it's killed the flu, cancer, heart disease. It's killed logic, common sense, and the ability to think. It's killed the economy, the working class, and millions of jobs. It killed millions of businesses, human connections, love, and compassion. You could probably list a dozen other parts of normal everyday life that deceptive mass indoctrination campaigns have done to convince the world's population that a seasonal contagious disease is a pandemic. But the only pandemic is the pandemic of delusional fear and mind control that has conditioned such a huge chunk of the population who lack the common sense to obey the biblical command to, quote, test everything and hold fast only to those things that are very good. That's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5.21. Over 2,500 years ago, in what is now the area of Iraq, Daniel's three fellow Israelite captives in Babylon were pressured to bow to King Nebuchadnezzar's statue or be burned alive in the king's furnace. They refused. Talk about courage. Remember what they said? We will not bow. They decided to say no to the command that crossed their conviction. They would only submit their worship to the truth of Almighty God, the one to whom King Nebuchadnezzar was accountable, just like every leader in authority today, and they know it. What our generation is about to witness is that the ecclesia of Jesus Christ is reaching a kairos moment in history. It's a turning point, a rise to the challenge for courage. It's the intersection of the examples of Moses at the Red Sea, Joshua at the Jordan River, David facing Goliath, and Esther daring to intercede for her people at such a time as this. They're all rolled up into one. Discerning followers of Christ are seeing that rogue puppets of tyranny within the illegitimate regimes of governing authority will continue to plot a vain thing, just like Psalm 2 prophesies. 
They will attempt to shame God-fearing, loyal people into bowing to the mandates of a bureaucratic government that really has no righteous jurisdiction over our God-given rights of conscience. But God assures true believers that he laughs in derision at those evil schemes, and he's about to unleash his fury on them. That's why he ends the psalm with, How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Most of us just want to get along with everybody. For decades, we as a society have tolerated foolishness and immorality, intimidation and ignorance of truth-filled cultural dialogue. But when the Philistines relentlessly pillage your peaceful communities, allowing barbaric evil to suppress hard-working families, it's time to say no and say it often and everywhere. No to being quiet about the murder of babies at the idolatrous altar of convenience and immorality. No to support of spineless leadership unwilling to defend our borders against barbaric invaders. No to corrupt governments under the delusion that they are not accountable to God in this lifetime. No to medical tyranny bowing to monopolistic industrial empires determined to enforce a new world order. No to refusing to prioritize and prize the seeking of truth, wisdom, and godly knowledge. No to sacrificing our children to secular educational systems replacing truth with irrational paganism. No to our acceptance of news media reporting corrupted by anti-patriotic, anti-God monopolists. No to allowing lying globalist eugenicist pagan experts to go unchallenged in our spheres of influence. No to feel-good Christianity with no challenge to face the fear and learn to be an overcomer. No to thoughtless obedience to politicized scientists misusing their expertise to manipulate society. No to laziness and abdication of our privilege to be personally be the salt and light to our community. No to forgetting our Creator's sovereignty that invites us to receive His every word by faith. No to political correctness, wokeness, cancel culture, and zombie compliance to insane dictates of illegitimate bureaucrats. No to our continued forgetfulness to pray for mercy and justice to prevail in our land. And no to thinking that civic involvement in supporting elected officials is too taboo for followers of Christ. No to public agreement with what we know is deceptive, untruthful, and just plain wrong. No to redefining marriage, to gender confusion, to legislated immorality. No to silence that fails to inform our fellow believers of root causes of the darkness that we are called to expose. Let's be candid. The self-proclaimed progressives posing as socialists or rhinos or any other socially acceptable peers in our American community are actually determined to fulfill their communistic, satanic goals of total suppression of the God-fearing liberty that built our great country. Mark chapter 1, verse 22 says, And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, we learn, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Where do you think courage comes from? 
A Christ-following news commentator called the black conservative patriot commented that the reason rhino Republicans never seem to get anything done is because they lack principle. That reminds us of Christians in name only who have a form of godliness but deny the power of the Holy Spirit. His Spirit should be empowering them to do the same works that Jesus did because he went to the Father to intercede for them. They were filled with the Spirit and boldness to set captives free and expand the kingdom of God, while God did signs and wonders in their midst. And do not be drunk with wine, it says in Ephesians chapter 5, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And as his Spirit fills his body, the ecclesia, the assembly of called out, born again children of God, then the kingdom of God expands like the mustard seed that spreads everywhere, giving shelter from the storms throughout the world. And that's why the marching orders of Ephesians 5 are so timely for us to hear repeatedly. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. If we make it our deliberate purpose to fear God alone, and not bow to the fear of what men can do to us, when we honestly seek to obey God's teachings, while giving honor to whom honor is due, then we can confess our absolute confidence in the entire truth of Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler, those who would set up traps for us, and from the noisome pestilence, the plagues and the pandemics, real or imagined. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. As courage rises in all of us, we can proclaim Psalm 68.1. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, and let those who hate him flee before him. Now, will you do your part? Tell one person who may not know what you heard today. To find ReclaimYourLegacy.com on their computer search engine and go to today's show. It's called Courage is Rising in America. And if God leads you to help us with the continuation of this program, there are places on the website that you can do that. We really do need it, and we truly appreciate your help. Until next time, this is Dennis Peterson, signing out.